We all want our youth ministry to grow and hopefully keep growing. And it can be frustrating when we aren't seeing that growth or when we feel like we're doing everything right, but it just isn't working. No new faces are showing up every day. So in this episode, we're going to talk about how we can get our youth ministry to grow and some of the things we may be doing that are hindering growth without even realizing it. So let's get into it. My name is Michael Collins. I'm the creator of MaximizeYouthMinistry.com and host of this podcast, which is here to help you gain skill and confidence in youth ministry, whether you're a youth pastor, teacher, youth camp director, or whatever field it is uh, God's got you working in. I hope that this is helpful to you. So, first things first, before we start worrying about growth, we have to make sure that there aren't any major problems in our youth ministry. And the way we do that is by taking a close look, uh, talking to other people, asking them to look, uh, talking to our youth, because there may be problems that we're not aware of. We might feel like we've got everything, right? We do fun games, we've got cool lights, cool illustrations and presentations, and we just can't figure out why we don't have youth coming to our ministry and why is it not growing? You know, there's a story in a, a book of hot, it's titled Hot Illustrations for Youth Talks. You can probably find it just by Googling it, but I like to use it a lot. Um, this story's titled Meeting with a Top Dog, and it goes like this. The president of the Doggy Vittles Food Company summoned his managers to an emergency meeting in his office. Pacing the room, he barked out a series of questions. Men and women, my fellow employees, tell me, what dog food company has the most nutritious dog food in all of America? The managers all shouted back, Doggy Vittles, sir. And what dog food company has the most attractive packaging of any dog food company in America? Doggy Vittles, sir, they replied in unison. And what dog food company has spent more on advertising than any other dog food company in America? Doggy Vittles, sir, they yelled back. The president paused before shouting out the last question. Then why aren't we selling more dog food than any other dog food company in America? And the room went very quiet. Finally, someone in the back of the room spoke up. Well, sir, it's because the dogs don't like it. And, you know, in our youth ministries, we might have lots of cool games and presentations and giveaways and whatever else it is that you've got that you think is so cool. But none of that matters if the kids aren't getting what they need from it, if they aren't enjoying it, if they aren't finding what they came there looking for. So... The first thing we need to do when trying to figure out why our youth ministry isn't growing is talk to the youth. Are they enjoying it? How do they think it could be better? What do they think might be wrong with it, right? Because, you know, if we're in a boat and the boat is sinking, it doesn't make any sense to start bailing the water out until we've patched the hole. If there's a hole in your youth ministry, you got to get that patched before you start trying to get more people in. Um... So talk to your youth. Is there anything, any even if it's not necessarily a problem, is there anything that I could do, that you could do, that your team could do to make the youth ministry better, to improve camp, to improve youth group on Wednesday nights, or your teaching, or whatever it is, um, whatever form of youth ministry you're in, is there something you can do to improve it? Um, and is there anything that you are doing that you think is great that your youth maybe don't like as much? <laughs> they won't tell you unless you ask. So make sure you're asking them. And if you are sure 
if you've got that covered, if you're sure that there's no problems, that there's no hole in your boat, um, then there's two things that I need you to understand when it comes to growing your youth ministry or when it comes to getting new kids into your youth ministry. And that's this. To get new kids to come on that first day, you have to convince their parents. And then to get them to stay, you have to convince the kids themselves. Let me get into this a little bit. What I mean is, you know, most of the time with kids coming to a new youth group, to a new camp, to a new whatever, um, it's really the parents that need to be convinced, not the kids. Uh, Because even if the kid, they heard about it from their friend at school, or they got a flyer, or they saw it on Instagram or whatever, and they're super excited, and they ask their parents, hey, mom, dad, can I go to, to, to this youth camp? And the parents don't believe that it's going to be beneficial for their kid, or they maybe haven't heard anything about it, they're probably going to say no. Um, and especially if they go to try to learn more about it, and it's hard for them to find out anything about your ministry. To get new kids to come, if you want those parents to say yes, you need to show them that your youth ministry is beneficial for them and for their kids. Um, you know, and on the other side of it, if the the kids maybe aren't as interested, if they're a little more introverted and they're not interested in trying new things, uh, it's the parents that'll tell them, hey, we're going to go try this out anyway. You know, um, sometimes it can be the other way around where the kid doesn't want to go or the teen doesn't want to go, but their parents make them. Uh, you know, I know growing up there were things that I didn't want to do that my parents made me do, and then I ended up loving it. And if you have kids, you've probably seen the same thing happen with your kids. Um, sometimes kids don't expect things to be fun, or they don't expect to enjoy things just because they've never done it before. So if you can convince the parents that your youth ministry is beneficial for their children, and that they can trust you, then they're hopefully going to bring their kids to your ministry. And once you get the kids through the doors, then you need to convince the kids. Because <laughs> if that child then goes home and tells her mom, oh, it was miserable. All they did is, is set us down and preached at us for three hours. You know, uh, the parents probably aren't going to bring them back. Even if the parent is convinced that it'd be good for their child, if the child says they're having a miserable time, it's rare that a parent's going to continue to force their kid to go to something, uh, especially a youth ministry that they aren't enjoying. So to get the kids through the doors, convince the parents. To keep them there, you got to convince the kids. So how do we go about doing this? How do we, let's start with the parents. How do we convince the parents that our youth ministries are good for their children and beneficial for them and, and their families? Well, I mean, obviously, the first thing is to make sure that your youth ministry is, in fact, good and beneficial for the kids, (laughs) obviously. Um, But once that has been accomplished, then try and find ways to let the parents see you in action, see your ministry in action. The first and most obvious place that you can do this and the first place that parents are going to look when they're first hear about your ministry is online, social media, your website, whatever it may be. So... Take lots of photos, videos, post about what you've got going on. Make sure you're active online. Make sure there's somewhere, at least, that the parents can find out information and see your ministry in action and hear from the people who are involved. Um, 
one that's maybe slightly less obvious, um, that, but is even better if you can get the parents there, is uh, community events of some sort. Taking your, getting your youth ministry out and involved in the community where you can meet the parents in person, let them maybe meet some of the other youth, see the way you're interacting with the other kids in your youth ministry, be there for, for some sort of an event or something, um, just so that they are there witnessing firsthand the love that you've got for these kids. And that's probably going to be the most convincing. The other things you can do, something else that, that if you're not doing already, I highly recommend it, is ga- start gathering testimonials or stories about your youth ministry, about the benefit that it's had on the other kids that are in your, kids or teens that are in your youth ministry um, or from their parents. The parents might have a story about the difference that your ministry made in the lives of their child. So reach out to to young adults that have recently left your ministry um, or the parents of the kids that are in your ministry or, or went through your program or whatever it is that you're doing. Try to gather some testimonials, some stories that you can use to show other parents and other people that your ministry is making a difference. It is helping. It is beneficial to the kids that are involved. And then third thing is be open about everything you got going on, everything that you teach. Um, You know, if you are a youth pastor, if you teach, you know, once a week, you have a youth group on Wednesday nights or whatever night it is, make a weekly post on Facebook or Instagram or whatever social media it is that you're using that just shares a little bit about what you're going to be, your message is going to be on that night, what you're going to have the kids doing, um, or even afterward, you know, if you need, if you want to take photos, again, you can take photos of the game, of the message, of whatever it is, the illustration, and post those and share what it is that you're teaching the kids so that the parents can see and be involved and aware of, of what their kids are, are experiencing with you. You know, and then that will begin to form that that trust that they'll need. If they're going to trust you with their kids, they need to know what exactly it is that you're doing, right? So if we can do those things, if we can convince the parents, we can get the kids through the door. Once the kids are through the door, we have to convince them. How do we do that? Well, first and most obvious thing when we start thinking about kids or teenagers is just fun. Make sure they're having fun. Play games, have activities, candy uh, is the easiest thing in the world to use to make sure kids are having fun. Um, But just make sure that it's a fun environment for those kids to be in, you know, Um, and whatever it is that that looks like for you. If you're at a camp, it's probably a little easier because camp is mostly fun, Um, if not all fun, hopefully. If you are at a school or the youth group, it might take slightly more effort because it's not part of your daily schedule to play games or things, but make it, you know, make sure you're, you're doing something, something at least that's fun, right? Um, but more important than that, more important than the fun is connection. Make sure that the kids that are there are connecting with other kids and with you. Make sure they're feeling included and part of the community, um, you can do this by encouraging the kids and teens in your youth group to go and talk to whoever it is that's new. You probably have one or two kids or teens in your youth ministry that are the leaders. They're the one, they're the extrovert 
one who probably maybe is also the one who causes the most trouble, but you know, they're the ones that, that the other kids kind of follow their example. That's the kid that you need to convince to include the new kid. Um, you know, talk to them and, and help them make sure they understand the importance of, of showing God's love to new people and not just the people that they already know, (laughs) you know, whatever the, and it's going to depend on the age of the kid and, and your relationship with them, but do what you can. Try to get the kids to connect. The best way that I know to do this is with team building games. I did an episode on team building. I think it was episode three. Um, Go back and listen to that. And if you want more advice on team building, I'm happy to share it. I'm working on putting together a document for you um, that has a list of some of my favorite team building games. And I'll make that available at MaximizeYouthMinistry.com whenever it's finished. But uh, team building, you know, it's it works. That's why it's still around. Um, a lot of people hear team building and they just cringe because they think of the awkward name games and things that they had to do in college. Um, but if you do it right, it works wonders. So I would highly encourage you, especially if you've got new kids coming to your youth ministry, do some team building, a team building of event or game of some sort. Every, every time you, you get the kids together. Um, But even more important than that, even more important than the fun, more important than the connection is love. That's what we're here to do, right? Is love the kids. If, If we aren't loving the kids, nothing else that we do matters at all. Uh, Make sure that you are genuinely loving every kid that walks through those doors in every way that you know how. And if they can, once they experience that, that's going to be what does them to come, to continue coming to your youth ministry. If you don't love them, then there's nothing that you could do probably that's going to convince them to keep coming. Um, maybe for a little while, but I mean, scripture tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, if we don't have love, we're nothing. So make sure you're loving the kids. That's the best thing I can tell you for growing your ministry. Um, and on top, once you got all those things done, then you can start trying some of the other tactics, other growth tactics. Like if one of your youth brings their friend, then they win a Snickers bar, that sort of thing. And I can share more of those with you guys if you need them. But I think that what I've been talking about so far has been more important. But I'll do another episode. If you want to hear things like that, just just little growth strategies and tips, little events that you can do to try to get more kids to come, I can do an episode on that as well. Just let me know. Reach out to me on Instagram. But there's one more thing I want to talk about. One more thing I want to make sure that we're aware of so that we're not shooting ourselves in the foot here. When we want our ministry to grow, it can be easy to lose focus. We want to make sure that we don't get so caught up in growing our ministry that we start to neglect the people that are already in it, right? The youth that are already sitting right in front of you. You know, if they if you went to a concert and the band comes out on stage and looks around and says, uh, there's not enough people here. I want everybody to go outside, find somebody on the street and bring them in here and then we'll start uh, start the music. That would be ridiculous, right? Um well, it can start to feel like that for the youth in your ministry if all you ever talk about is getting more people in. Um, you know, Focus on loving the kids and the teens that are right in front of you 
And once you're sure that you've got that down, then you can start worrying about bringing more in. Um, But if you're doing all the things that I've been talking about already, you're probably not going to have to worry about that because people are going to want to be a part of what you've got going on. So I hope that this has been helpful to you. Remember, love the kids. That's what we're here to do. If we can't do anything else, that's, that's the most important thing. I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you enjoyed that episode. At the time of recording this, we have five reviews on Apple Podcasts and four on Spotify. I would love it if you could go and increase that number by one. It'd mean a lot to me and let me know that you are out there, you're listening, and you're enjoying the show. Thank you so much for listening.